0: on the web at English.rti.org.tw
1: Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. Coming up this hour we'll have for you hashtag Taiwan with Leslie Liao, who's going to be talking about a night clubbing grandma plus we'll have status update with John and Shirley. But first up today, here in Taiwan. Monday, February 9th, and this is here in Taiwan, brought to you by Radio Taiwan International. In the studio today, we have Leslie Liao. Hello. We have Stash Butler. Hello. And we have me. I am once again Andrew Ryan. And uh, we have a fun show for you today. We are uh, potentially going to be doing some DIY um, making of Lunar New Year uh, festive things. Potentially.
2: Potentially. you want to show everybody what you uh, have there? Yeah, it's this thing. I'm not even sure. I. I, I, I <laughs> yeah, I'm you not, don't even know I, where to I begin, I don't have huh? the
3: slightest clue how this is going to work. I have but. some experience with that, I'm and m- I'm just going to throw you being... into it. Stage. Yeah, throw I'm not going to give you any... You know, prompts or anything. Okay. are just going to have to figure it we'll out. We'll work it out.
1: So, oh. for our radio listeners uh, who are tuning in on Tuesday, uh, Stash has a big stack of. A big stash of red things in front of him. Uh, uh, yeah, red <laughs> red pieces of felt, I think is how i describe them. And the Chinese character for Lucky on it, Fu. Uh, so if he puts it together properly, we will all get good luck in the Lunar New Year. And if he doesn't... <sighs> oof, oof, oof. oh, God. A lot of writing
3: on this stash. Oh no. I need a good year, man. This one's on you. <laughs> if I have a bad year, it might come down on you. <laughs> okay, I'll be careful.
1: So, quick look at some of the things we're going to be talking about today. We have... A guy What happens when someone with 72 cell phones Receives mandatory earthquake alerts On all of his phones at once Uh, It ain't pretty (laughs) Also we have Foxconn gave away what At their year end party I thought that nobody had year end parties Ours got cancelled Apparently not only did theirs not get cancelled They also got something pretty amazing They had a giant uh, I think they had like a concert type deal (laughs) What You know who hosts those every year who Ellen Chu does she yes she does I'm gonna have to call her up and see if she got anything special Mm, uh, and then one other topic we're gonna be talking about no more drinking games says the fun police what's that about stay tuned So, uh, we're going to start off with the the poor guy with the 72 phones. (laughs) I have seen him. Yeah. Where have you seen him?
2: I saw him by a riverside. Mm. Uh,
3: It's hard to miss him, like, to be fair. (laughs) It's very hard. If you've ever seen him.
2: Yeah. I imagine he must attract quite a crowd.
1: There were definitely people watching and very interested. He did not have 72 phones when I saw him. Really? Uh, I should explain to you, this guy has all 72 phones propped up on a big... Uh, array, ar- array on his bicycle yeah right which he wheels around for a very important purpose i think he looks a little bit like a peacock with
2: his like yeah it's definitely unopened right wow it's a totally it's kind of display display of kind of Yes. Male sexuality. Male prowess. I guess. Yes. <laughs> That's how we should
1: understand it. So, Leslie, tell me about those phones and their vibrations. Okay,
3: so this guy is getting famous for playing Pokemon Go. Mm. And what he does is he bikes around and then he looks for Pokemon. He's a retired feng shui master. Oh yeah, he's a mm. retired Feng Shui master. His name is Chen Sanjun, and now he's known as the Pokemon Go Grandpa. But I have to ask, like, what,
1: uh, what about the Feng Shui with having that many phones around him? Yeah. Uh, well,
3: he's the he's the expert, right? And mm. if he's doing it, I guess it's must be kosher? okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, does
2: he have like a, you know? Does he like, kind of feel that a particular place is he's more likely to find Pokemon there because of his way well, well, kind of yeah, skills. Guess so, right, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe he's he's using he's like, this. Has got good Pokemon feng shui, <laughs> yeah.
3: You know, <laughs> yeah. I never thought about it that way. Maybe this is exactly maybe this what is it where is. it comes from. He gets the good Pokemon because he knows the feng, he's feng like, shui, cool if, yeah. You know, anyway, oh. so let's just say, let's just establish the facts. He's got 72 phones, all right. He went from like six phones and now he's got 72, and that's he, a big increase. It's well, it's it's it increased incrementally over the over the years, I guess. Okay. And the thing is, he he bikes around with these phones just, like, in front of him. And it's like... Wait, <laughs> so it's blocking his view. Yeah. It's blocking his view. How it's does he... terrible. That's, that's don't, really I don't bad. know what he's... How does he ride around? Did, when you were seeing him, did you see... Was he, like, riding around? No, he was kind of pushing his pushing bike. bike. Yeah, he wasn't actually yeah. riding it. Did he have
2: stabilizers, you know, like, on either side of his... I didn't see any stabilizers. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so,
3: like Andrew Ryan said, the man... It looks like he's biking on a peacock. You know, there's, he, the man looks like he's biking on a peacock. There's, there's no way around it. And he's got 72 phones. He's blocking his view. I'm glad he's not riding anymore. And he's very, very popular. Like, people are asking him all the time. And before the pandemic hit, people were just like, where can I go see this Pokemon Go grandpa? He was like a tourist attraction. But um, finding him was like playing Pokemon Go in and of itself because he, the point of the game is to walk around, right? And people want to... Catch this guy who's walking around all the time.
2: I'm, just, I'm still not really under- sure I understand the point of Pokemon Go. Can you, like, give me a, a, a brief explanation?
3: Um. <laughs> Why do you need to, like, is it, is
1: it like, you know. You you're walking around trying to capture these yeah, things. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, but I hear there are gyms. Is yeah, that something?
3: Yeah. There, there's like raiding gyms and then you can play with everybody else or you can play with a whole bunch of people. And then you try to capture things. You try and capture things and the point of it does, is to capture them all. There's like 500 of them, different types. Yeah. I just don't know how he has the attention span to split his attention 72 ways. So does it is it you know like
2: so we're like a pokemon appear on one but yeah. not on the other No no like, the it'll, other, the like, it'll if it
3: appears for one phone it appears for every other phone. So
2: what's the point in having 72?
3: And then but like the thing is every time you catch one some are different than the others
1: so, so wait can he is he playing with all the same account? Like no 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 is is all he, the, are he's playing with 72 different accounts he's
3: gotta be playing with 72, 72 different accounts right and then uh, every time you catch one of these things it's a dice roll right so like they have uh, stats that are Randomized, right, 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 and then um, you know some are better than others. So every time he catches one, he, there's a seventy-two chance. He's, he's got seventy-two chances to get a really good one. Right. I see. I mean, also like, what's what's his like data plan? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it says here his data plan is twenty thousand New Taiwan dollars a month, what? which is about six hundred bucks a month. Oh yeah. my, that's
1: that's actually. That's actually cheaper than I thought it
3: might be. Well, the thing is, he only pays for 20 phone numbers. Okay. And I guess the rest are... They're, they're unlimited data, so he can hotspot it. Okay. He can hotspot right. some of these phones, and then he can he's, just have it connect to... He's showing up with himself. I bet, like, yeah.
2: you know, phone connection... You know when, like, you're in a big crowd, and then you can't, like, yeah, call is, people? I wonder is, if, like, you're near him, and you just can't get connections. He's connection. just clogging <laughs> up... he's just clogging up the airwaves. All, all the airwaves. <laughs> it's,
3: it, it happens, right? That's a legit concern. Anytime there's, like, a big event, mm. um, cellular plans go insane. New yeah, Year's. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. Uh, Pokemon Go had an event where it drew so many people yeah. that New Taipei City government was just like, okay, you guys need to just get out. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was like, it was like a citywide emergency. Oof. Anyway, <laughs> that's the first part of the story. The second part of the story is that on Saturday at 1.30 a.m. or so, there was a 6.1 magnitude earthquake. Mm. Now, Taiwan is set up in a way that anytime there's an earthquake above a certain level and there's enough shaking, everybody gets automatic texts on their phone, mm. right? It'll go beep, beep, beep. And the thing is, these aren't just text messages, they also emit a huge, a loud noise. Mm. And then for whatever reason, on Saturday, the notification system for the earthquake malfunctioned. So one earthquake sent out a dozen uh, notifications. Yeah. And a dozen notifications. Can you do, guys do the math? A dozen notifications, 72, 72. phones. Oh, Ooh, okay.
2: Ooh, that is going to be 860 something, right? One of us went to Oxford. <laughs> <laughs> 864? <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. Is that right? Oh, I don't know. Seventy two times what? Seven hundred and 144. So yeah, eight hundred and sixty-four. Why how'd you do that? Like I, I'm okay. just gonna agree with you. <laughs> let's that sounded really let's, good. D-
3: let's talk <laughs> about this next news story, how Stash learned to do that. Right. Anyway, um he was out late at night uh-huh. trying to pack catching Pokemon when this happened. So he was in the street when his phones just started like blaring these oh, dozen man. messages. And he said, it, it, First of all, he must have been terrified, like this poor old man. All of a sudden, these just loud noises. And then all of a sudden, he said it took him 25 minutes
2: Oh my god, to, to remove all of the notifications. Do you, do you have to remove them? I'm trying to think like, back to, like, could you, or could you just leave them? I mean, or is it just going to, like, therapeutic to kind of get rid of them all? Yeah. I don't know. Ooh, that sounds like another
3: game there. Yeah. That's a, that's a yeah. philosophical question. But, it goes, yeah. be, but like, the, yeah. the noise is very... A parent goes yeah. beep beep beep. I yeah, remember yeah, hearing yeah, it. Yeah. It's scary. I actually did, did, did was on a U bike. It? Yeah, did yeah. you feel it
1: where you were? I was biking and I could feel it in my pocket. And I was like, Oh my goodness, I think I dialed the like the, the emergency number oh, with right. my my hip. Yeah. That yeah. would be terrible. I pulled it out. I was
2: like, oh, no, earthquake. Oh, oh, oh.
1: Did you, did you, oh. Did you feel it? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, the earthquake? Yeah. I stopped and I felt a little bit of a jiggle, but not. I not, think it depends
2: where yeah. you are. You know, if you're on the ground floor, then you're not going to feel it as much. But yeah. Did you feel it where you were, Leslie? I didn't feel it. Uh, I didn't feel it for other reasons. Did you feel the, oh. <laughs> okay. Cool,
3: cool, cool,
1: cool. Um, so, we have some more people writing in. We have uh, Lee Junhan says, hi, Leslie. Hi, uh,
3: Milo. What's up, Milo?
1: We have uh, Debashi's Gope, like RTI, we like you too. (laughs) Um, Jendelari, the whole reason for Pokemon, gotta catch them all.
2: That is true. That is true. Uh, Um, Douglas North, you also play? Douglas North says says he uh, used to play Farmville. Oh. Multiple accounts for Farmville that I had to cut myself off. Cold turkey. (laughs) (laughs) We feel you. Oh, yes,
3: yes, yes, indeed. That's not one of the things you usually uh, quit cold turkey, but you know.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Like cell phone attachment and video games. Yeah, I think so. It's a real
3: thing. Especially as you're
1: heading into Lunar New Year holidays. Do you have any uh, vices that you're fearing uh, as we head into the Lunar New Year?
2: Mm. No, I'm perfect. Not really. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Me and Stash are just, we're we're completed works of art. Wow. (laughs) I guess I'm still a
1: work in progress. (laughs) On that note... (laughs)
2: So, uh, I think we should bounce on over to you, uh, Stash, for your story. Yeah, I, I've, just got an, I've, I've got a real thing for these sort of like official says not to do something <laughs> stories. Because uh, you want to do it. Yeah, and I'm like, oh God. So, here we have, um, it's talking about the Lunar New Year and one thing that people do, um, they they eat lots and they drink lots. And it's yes. just a kind of way of celebrating, uh, like I think it is for... Lots of people around the world. Um, but the Health Promotion Administration said on Friday um, that there are a number of unacceptable ways to coerce other people to drink. Unacceptable ways. Yeah. And Wait, do- are there acceptable ways well, to I- coerce <laughs> people to drink? <laughs> That's true. That does imply the existence of acceptable ways. Um, but it's got a list of 10. Um, and number one of that list, forcing other people to play drinking games. Um, so yeah, don't do that guys. <laughs> um, I don't know what drinking games you could force other people to play. Yeah, but... you,
3: can't you just like walk away?
2: Yeah, I guess it's just kind of peer pressure. Peer yeah. pressure. Yeah. That's hey, terrible. Well,
3: that's the real culprit.
2: Yeah. I think actually reading some of these, I'm like, I mean, so they say that, you know, uh, that, The many traffic accidents uh, accidents are the result of people being forced to drink. Uh, I mean, obviously, like, yeah, let's not drink and drive, guys. Yeah, that's that should be like number one. Yeah, like smart people don't do that. Yeah, Uh, it's quite interesting. Some interesting kind of methods for forcing people. You know, it's really is this this about to
3: give you ideas? (laughs) Why should I give me?
2: There's number number two, which is quite one that I don't know. I haven't really experienced. is telling partygoers that no one is leaving until you're you're all drunk. Oh, I've and never that, heard that. That just before. feels like outright kind of like
3: mean. <laughs> Leslie, do you want to uh, chime
1: in on that? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm just Silence thinking, fills like, the room. <laughs> I, I, I just I just need to recall something really quick. Uh, you 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 have a
2: think. Yeah. Um <laughs> you having a hard time remembering the weekend. I <laughs> got to uh,
3: think about something real
2: quick. In in fourth place was forcing others to drink by promising to sign a business contract or
3: deal. <gasps> oh, that's that's got to be some some level of coercion. that's yeah. not okay. That's got to that's some that's coercion. That's like blackmail. That's blackmail.
2: If you drink I'll sign I'll sign this contract. Yeah. That's Yeah, that's that's not really fun. That's, that's not, not That's not nice. Also, yeah, number 5 I'm not a fan of either, which is topping up someone's glass when they're not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I don't know. I, you know, I mean, I, because that has that has other connotations, right? Of like putting things in people's glasses when they're not. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just feel like that's yeah. that's kind of like. I think you should get a little nod and a wink from the person before you uh, yeah. add you anything. Yeah, yeah, a little, a little, a little warning, <laughs> a little bit. Of... Uh, in sixth place it's constantly toasting someone uh, to force them to drink. So, like, don't overcheers it. Don't overcheers it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. That. That. I think that's a fairly common one. Yeah. Um arbitrarily calling someone a cab or requesting a designated driver to ensure that someone will continue drinking.
3: That's, Wait, what? Well, like,
2: I mean, I don't know. That just seems kind of sensible. Right? Yeah, like
3: getting a cab or a designated driver, that, that's always a good idea. Yeah, always. always a good yeah. idea. Yeah. Always. Don't drink and but drive, like, guys. But with like the, with the intention of making someone drink more... The and minute you've had that first drink, the, you you driving home should yeah, already you be gone. It should yeah, be yeah, already yeah. So you're either yeah. drinking
2: or, or not. It's already yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That one seems a bit, that seems okay to me, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you, I mean obviously, yeah, you're free to turn this down. And then in last place is telling someone that if they do not drink, then you have disrespected me. Oh, no. Mm. It's kind of like putting it like, kind of like, oh, you don't like me. That's why you're not drinking. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not fun. That's um, not fun. No, uh, but the, yeah, the article goes on to talk about these, um, the origin of the kind of flushed red cheeks that a lot of um, Asian people experience yeah. when drinking alcohol, which is down to some enzyme. I was going to say it's an enzyme, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, uh, Leslie, I, you don't really have this, I don't think.
3: I don't think so either. But is it, is it like is it an enzyme deficiency or an overactive enzyme? It's. Uh, I've. I, I can't. I can. I can never. It's a
2: deficiency. Okay, I it's think. a deficiency. Yeah, it's
3: aldehyde
2: dehydrogenase. Nope. So, yeah, you can't find that at 7 Eleven. And it, if you don't have it, uh, you. You can't
3: find that at 7 Eleven.
2: Sadly. Uh, yes. it, it, your cheeks Stash. become red while drinking. So. Stash is or or on at Family Mart,
3: or at OK, yeah. or at Nico Mart. Sadly, I just want to that's mention not what I'm all. Yo, Nico Mart, that, that's gone. Oh, was it? I haven't seen a Nico Mart in years. Oh,
2: I don't know. I don't know. It's before my time.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Trevor says Good friends remind friends to drink water. Which yes, is good, a good policy, that's good advice. Douglas North says, "Be responsible, people." Very good. Mickey says, "Hello, guys. Hi, hello, Leslie." Hello, hello, Leslie.
1: So stay safe. Uh, of course, we we're having fun talking about this, but uh, you know, don't overdo it, and, and for sure, don't drink and drive because that's a terrible, terrible idea. All right. I did my best with this little uh, DIY project. It's cool.
3: looks good on camera. Um,
1: So yeah, it's like a lot of uh, red lantern shaped things. Uh, I was really slow at it, so I don't think anybody's going to pay me to do this in my spare time. (laughs) Um, But there you go. a, A little new year's festive feeling has entered the studio. Uh, let's move back to you, Leslie. Yeah. Um, Foxconn, what is going on there?
3: Okay, so Foxconn they have their end of the year banquet, and that's a huge thing apparently. So end of the year banquets are a big thing in Taiwan all the time. But because and it's just a way of uh, em- employers thanking their employees for a good a, a job well done. Uh, usually, there's a big meal, and there are a lot of prizes given out, bonuses, all that happy, good stuff. But because of the pandemic, uh, a lot of the wayahs have been canceled. Mm-hmm. Like us at RTI. Yeah. So sad. sad. This is the first
1: time in RTI history that the wayah, the year-end party, has been canceled.
3: Yeah. Well, but it, but they, they, they brought it back to us. You know, they gave us a few vouchers, which is nice of them. That's right. They used the money
1: they were going to spend on the meal to give everybody some, uh, some little vouchers that we can use to buy stuff. Yeah. What hey. are you going to buy, Leslie?
3: Um, well, the thing is, they gave me a voucher after I bought a massage gun at a place where I could have used the vouchers oh, at. Oh, no, sad. I'm going to go back and see if they can retroactively do something for me. Mm, okay, um, okay. But then, uh, so Honghai, or otherwise known as Foxconn, one of the biggest companies in Taiwan, headed by the richest man in Taiwan, which is Terry Guo, um, they had a huge party, but the thing is, the party was remote as well. Okay. It was a remote party. and like a Zoom party. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, no. And, um, they It was actually worldwide because they had people, their employees from Taiwan, China, India, Japan, Vietnam, Malaysia, Singapore, the Czech Republic, Slovakia, the United States, Brazil, and Mexico join. That's a lot of places what there. Time,
2: when was this? Because like what time zone works for all of those? Yeah. Like someone waking up at no, like man, four some, in the morning. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's how it's got to work. Leslie, wow. was that
2: part of the show scripted? I felt like
1: you did that really well. <laughs>
3: Honestly, <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was scripted. Wow. I was, could <laughs> you that tell? Thing. So fluent. Could you tell? Um. <laughs> Here's the thing. Hmm. Andrew, in in past, do you remember what the biggest prize at RTI is? uh, The biggest prize at RTI
1: was, I want to say, a flat screen TV. Oh, my God. We had one of those ones. I feel like we also one year had, um, oh, you know, I won the top prize one year, but unfortunately, (laughs) I wasn't here to receive it. You actually have to physically be in the building.
3: That happened um, to our Spanish service last year. Remember that? Ooh, two sad. of them. No, nobody in the Foreign uh, foreign Services Department got anything until the end of the night. And then two of them were called out from the Spanish Department. And they weren't there. They weren't there. Oh, so they sadness. couldn't get it. They couldn't get it.
1: Super sad. So, I, I didn't get my uh, Acer smartphone. Oh, But then I bought an iPhone, so I was okay. There you go. Yeah. You see, you came there out,
3: you out on top. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so Honghai actually they gave 47 employees 1 million dollars each wait a million us a million uh, no a oh, new town dollars say, but the yeah. thing is that's 35000 us dollars <laughs> that's still a lot of money that's that i could do a lot how with many that. employees were
2: there at, like at this party if they
3: gave if they gave 47 thousands thousands, thousands. yeah cuz they could, they wow. employ thousands of people worldwide and I think Foxconn is so big that it manufactures like thirty percent of the consumer electronics in the world. Mm. That's that's the statistic yeah. I last heard. I have a fun fact for you. I just yeah.
1: looked up Foxconn total number of employees yeah. eight hundred and three thousand one hundred twenty six. That's wow. a huge company. It's bigger than some countries. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think also the amount of money that Foxconn makes is probably bigger than the GDP of some countries. Yeah. Yeah. Too. yeah so yeah.
3: Um. Get this 47, 47 people won one million New Town dollars in cash. Ten people won. Luxury cars. Uh, Worth um, $1.119 million each. And you get a car. And and you get a car. Yeah, (laughs) unfortunately, Terry Gore gets to do like 10 times before he's done. He's like, you get a car and you get a... How many is that? 11? Okay, we're done. 11 cars. Uh, And then there was also a concert, you know. uh, There was a concert for, uh, you know, joined by Jam Xiao. He's one of the biggest names in Taiwan. Huge. Uh, Ali. Xiao Ten. Yeah. Aline was also uh, She's the, huge too. She's she's big deal, big deal. Big deal, big deal. Anyway, um the number of top prizes th- th- this was the most ever because initially they only planned to give 21 million uh 1 million dollar prizes and five cars but instead they gave 47 1 million dollar uh, 1 million dollar prizes and 10 cars. Wow. And um you know the the company was just like we made record sales this year so we You guys want to venture a guess how much it made like in Newtown dollars
2: new okay oh my goodness how much th- i mean okay let,
3: let, me, let me let me try to translate translate this can you try to we have it in us yeah, or something yeah, yeah.
2: are we talking
1: billions Oh, we have
2: got to be talking billions sure billions of us i think billions of us i'd say billions of us i'm going to say Q. uh 10 billion us
1: i like your answer I'm going to go up and add $1 to that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like $10
3: the price. Wasn't one. the price is right. Yo, yeah. If Bob Barker would hear. He, he were here, he'd be frowning on you. Anyway, they made $5.36 New Taiwan dollars. Wait, so which New is, Taiwan, which is, yeah, yeah, is what? Which is $191,247,000,000. Oh, I, I won, US but we're so way off. Yeah, <laughs> we were an order
2: of magnitude out. That's insane. So, when you think
3: about it like that, like forty seven thirty dollars prizes ain't nothing to this company
1: dude nothing ain't nothing what do we have for uh, people commenting uh, More people writing let's in. us
3: see douglas north says "Ooh, i don't know what is that's in reference to but he says lol bob barker
1: well there you have it that is our uh here in taiwan for today we want to thank you for uh joining us for this uh fun show and again we are going to be off next week uh doing fun things for lunar new year we're going to miss you um Maybe more than you miss us But that's cool So we want to wish everybody A happy uh, year of the Ox Any final yeah.
2: words? Stash uh, Be good uh, But like a cow And don't drink too much yeah. <laughs> Like a cow get a, get a move <laughs> on it get You know move what I'm
1: saying on it. Oh no <laughs> um, For some really bad puns uh, Watch this week's Taiwan Insider Leslie Yao yeah. goes to town
3: I uh, <laughs> I went ham Or I should say I went beef oh, <laughs> oh, That's so bad Yes Oh, no, 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 no. We
2: We should stop before it's too late. I think we're done. (laughs) Uh, For Here in Taiwan, I'm Andrew Ryan. I'm Leslie Liu. And I'm Stash Butler. Take it easy.
0: Country, this is the sound
3: of Taiwan.
1: Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds.
2: The Sound of the
1: Puyuma Tribe on Radio Taiwan International.
3: and welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. As always, I'm your host, Leslie Liao. This week's episode seeks to answer the question, how old is too old to be going to the nightclub? Now, if you're anything like me, you're in your 30s, and you've spent some time at the nightclub, but these days you'd be happy just sitting at home, scrolling on your phone, watching some TV, and maybe reading up on the news. I know, that just sounds like an old man's game, but I just don't have it in me anymore to go to a nightclub with that loud bumping music, dance my face off until the break of dawn, and then head home when the sun is out and the birds are chirping. But this week's Hashtag Taiwan is going to show us that there is actually no upper age limit to the nightclub. That's because a 68-year-old woman has been trending on social media because she goes to the nightclub in Taipei five nights a week. Her name is the nightclub grandma. One of our fans established an Instagram account for her where people can document sightings of the nightclub grandma boogieing down to some hard beats at Taipei's various nightclubs. Now you might be wondering, what's this woman's story? Where can I find her? And what kind of drink should I buy her if I ever see her at the club? Well, lucky for you, I have all the answers to all of those questions in today's hashtag Taiwan. You're definitely not going to want to miss this one, so I encourage you to stick around and listen up. Taiwan is set to be a super-aged society by 2025. That means that 20% of the population will be over 65 by then. Many businesses and government agencies are aware of this and know that they have to adjust their operations to better serve the aging populations. But what happens when the aging population adjusts to you? Me, Tuan Jinwei, a 68-year-old woman who's blown up on social media this week. Why did Tuan Jinwei get famous? Here's a hint. She's earned the nickname nightclub grandma. That's because she's been spotted. Getting lit in Taipei's Xinyi district, an area in Taiwan's capital full of nightclubs. Grandma Duan hits up the nightclub at least five times a week to tear up the dance floor. I haven't been to the nightclub in months. Honestly, the thought of taking public transportation to go clubbing five nights a week just sounds absolutely exhausting. I just don't think I'd be able to keep up. I can imagine Grandma Duan calling me weak and reminding me that she's over twice my age, but you know what? That's okay. The nightclub grandma has skyrocketed in popularity. The media in Taiwan rushed to tell her story. Apple Daily conducted an interview with the nightclub grandma. In the video, she calls herself a monster because she doesn't conform to society's expectations for someone her age. Grandma Duan says she doesn't like slow music and that she prefers, and I quote, "...music that goes boom boom boom. The more it booms and bangs, the better." The interview goes on to reveal that the nightclub grandma doesn't have many friends and doesn't like sitting at home alone. Not only that, she was once married in the United States, but her husband cheated on her. She says dancing at the club helps her take her mind off her past woes. As sad as that is, I think Grandma Duan's fortunes are about to turn around. People are loving her. One of her fans set up an Instagram account to document sightings of the nightclub grandma. When news stories about her first surfaced, the Instagram account had around 6,000 followers. A few days later, that number jumped to over 10,000 and it's still growing. Apparently, grandma can hang. She's been known to go with young club goers to grab a late-night bite to eat before heading home. If you see grandma and you'd like to buy her a drink, Don't forget, she doesn't do alcohol. Her drink of choice is orange juice with extra ice. As if she weren't cool enough already. I think as far as hashtag Taiwan's go, that is definitely going to be one of my favorites from 2021. Anyway, guys, as we close out this show, as always, I'm going to remind you to check out Taiwan Insider, which is the show that hashtag Taiwan is part of. Taiwan Insider is a weekly news show that brings you the latest and best stories coming out of Taiwan. It's also in a video form, which means if you tune into this week's episode, you can actually see footage and pictures of Grandma Duan. Now, she's a really good dancer, so I highly encourage you to check out that episode. You can find it on Facebook at Taiwan Insider or Radio Taiwan International, or you can go to our YouTube channel at RTI English. Go ahead, leave a comment, subscribe, and send us a message. matter where you guys send a message, I'm going to receive it because I'm the one that checks all of those inboxes. Anyway, guys, until next week, stay safe, stay happy, and stay healthy. And don't forget that this week is Chinese New Year. So happy Lunar New Year to all. I'll talk to you again very soon.
1: This is Status Status Update.
4: Hello there. You've just tuned in to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lynn. I'm John Van Trieste. It's that program where that we read your letters, uh, let us you write us to let us know what programs you listen to and whether you like them or not and what you think about them. Um, give us a report and also how the reception was and everything if you listen on shortwave. But you can also do the same if you listen on the internet. But anyway, <laughs> um, we're going to update our status a little bit here before we go on and read your letters, though. So... Um, If you had joined us for, you know, I don't know, past a couple of, uh, you know, uh, episodes, you would know that my daughter from Shanghai has decided to come back for the Chinese New Year's, which meant that she had to be in quarantine for 14 days and then uh, another seven days like self-monitoring. Okay, And so she kind of made it back just before uh, January 15th, because after the 15th, it meant that she could only be quarantined
0: Designated, uh, hotel. A designated hotel not now. at home
4: or at home but only like she'll be the only person in
0: the building oh so not with family you know not words. with
4: family right but she wants to be with family she doesn't want to be alone you right. know like I wouldn't want to be alone if I were to be quarantined um, so anyway she made it back on the 13th um, so she was quarantined at home and everything for two whole weeks 14 days and she was very good about that we um, brought her food to the door and she would open the door with her mask on and get <coughs> the food mm. and that, you know, we just kind of did that. It, it was busy time for me. Because, you know, I usually don't... I mean, my husband and I eat out more than cook at home.
0: Right, but she can't eat out. So Right,
4: so we had to cook for her or get food for her. And it was busy time. <laughs> and you know how um, I actually, my husband and I, we take Zumba classes three times a week. Right. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So in the morning, our classes are in the morning, but we had to... Prepare her food, her breakfast before we can leave. So we were like rushing to class, you know. (laughs) So it was like, wow, I've never been this busy. But um, anyway, but then the week after, I mean, the third week, it was self-monitoring, which meant that she could get out of her room, uh, which actually was the master bedroom. We gave our room for her. Right. Um, Well, she couldn't go out. But she couldn't. She, she. Well, there were a couple of times she went out with a mask on. I mean, she was told she had to have her mask on, even if, like, out on the streets. Right. So she wore a mask and got some food and bring brought back to the house to, to eat. So a couple of times. So just essential times,
0: essential things, nothing. Yeah,
4: right. I mean, she can't eat in a restaurant. Right. She cannot take public, public transportation, you know, all that kind of thing. So we were all, she was all very good about that. But it was really funny because, um, actually, um, the day that she kind of broke the fast kind of thing um the first two to 14 days um it was on a wednesday night at midnight and that's when she could get out of her room and my son video like secretly videotaped her (laughs) how she looked when she came out it was really funny because i wasn't there i was taking a shower and uh it was so funny to watch it because it was like she was like She's like new to the place. I mean she's very she's very aware of how the the layout of our apartment and everything, but she was like really excited and Mm. walking out and then walking into every room and then making like this little remarks under her breath. She was going, Wow And then it was like (laughs) he had he got it on the video. It was so funny watching her. Like, she was going to every single room and looking in and going like, wow, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. And this was like, <laughs> like, she's out of the prison or something <laughs> like that, you know. It was so funny. Anyway, so, but, um, yeah. So, the first day after self-monitoring, you know, I mean, uh, after breaking the seven days of self-monitoring, um, and my husband took her to breakfast outdoors to a restaurant. And then, um, then they, she he took her to the movies. I had to work that day, so <laughs> I wasn't there. Um, he took her to the movies, and then afterwards, they they just kind of you know, um, kind of window shopped uh, around a mall, uh, well. to the bookstore and everything. So, and yeah, well, that was a nice long day out for her, I guess. After being, I
0: mean, cooped up for like, cooped
4: up for three weeks, yeah. And really, yeah. So I couldn't imagine that. I mean, I can imagine people going crazy. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Right? I mean, except for my friend's daughter, um, she's like a real like online gamer.
0: Oh, so she didn't even notice the time went past. Yeah. Exactly.
4: You know, it was like she was just on, you know, on a computer playing games like literally 24-7 and well, 24-21, <laughs> 21 days. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't feel a thing and then her parents were like well um, they let her use their old apartment because okay. they had just moved so luckily she was able to you know just stay at the you know, the empty house by herself but the parents had to bring her food you know all three meals every day and um, but to her I mean it was nothing you know I think I'm sure that 21 days just flew by and
0: yeah.
4: she didn't even felt it, you know, feel it right <laughs> But for those of us who are not into that, I mean, I was trying to imagine what it would be like if I were to be quarantined, I mean, you know, literally for 21 days. I would just be sleeping a lot, napping a lot. Yeah. I'll just be playing games on my mobile. I don't have a laptop. So, and um, I'll probably, be, well, I'm, I, I would make sure that my husband sets up the, you know, the computer so I can watch Netflix.
0: Yeah. I mean, what else do you need?
4: What else can I do? There's nothing else you do. I would go crazy, and make I would make books. sure because that's what I did. I prepared a yoga mat for my daughter. I don't know if she actually exercised during those. <laughs> I, I, she, actually, she did. She did. She um she watched these like dance YouTubes, and then um she just danced and, <laughs> and because it was wintertime, she didn't bring any short sleeve sh- T-shirts with her, so she borrowed mine. So that you know, she's. I think three times she used a mat. And did some dance routines to YouTube's, and um, she sweated. So I guess that's <laughs> good. But I, I would make sure that my husband gives me a yoga mat so I can exercise or something like that. I have at least I have like Nike training um, and and like stretching kind of apps
0: on my mobile
4: Wait. that I can do too.
0: Did um, does she have to give a, another test? No, they didn't. They're
4: done. No, yeah. No, oh. and she's all... She's all healthy. And we know that she didn't get COVID, so well,
0: was at least asymptomatic.
4: Oh well, yeah, that's true.
0: That yeah, is true. Nobody, no, people, no one, else got it. So right,
4: you know, young people. The important thing is, don't.
0: whatever happened, no one got sick. So
4: yeah, nobody got sick. It so. didn't.
0: If she had it, it didn't spread to anyone else. So,
4: but she's not looking forward to going back to Shanghai. Oh, more quarantine. She, yeah, and she would. The only choice she has is to quarantine at a quarantine hotel. Right. And she would really dread that.
0: I thought you said she wasn't sure if she was going back because of just um, life-changing plans.
4: Well, we're we're trying to persuade her to stay for a couple of months. Mm. But um, I think eventually she would have to go back. But we we don't know how many months later. Um, She only got one one one-way ticket to come back. Um, I mean, she still has her apartment there. So, I mean, if she were to move back to Taiwan, she has to go back and take care of right, sort the, all the apartment and sort that kind of stuff I out. guess just so. wait till
0: this all ends.
4: Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I mean, my parents and my in-laws, mm. I mean, they just want her to stay. Yeah. You know, they don't want to go back <laughs> <laughs> to Shanghai. But anyway, so, yeah.
0: She's out. She's, She's free. She's
4: out. She's free and she's going to be getting together with friends here and that she hasn't seen yeah, in a we, year. Yeah, you can
0: do that here. That's
4: nice. I know, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, she's already got friends who's so calling her you know, saying, let's get together. Um, we want to make sure that she comes with us to take Zumba classes <laughs> with us. So, I mean, you know, you remember, right? The mm-hmm. reason why I'm doing Zumba classes is because my mom, right. who's, who's been taking it for like three, more than three years now. And she's really excited about, you know, my daughter Cynthia taking Zumba class with all of us. So.
0: Family <laughs> class. <laughs> three generations. That's <laughs> <laughs> true.
4: From my mother to, mm. m- to me and my husband and then to my daughter. But, um, Yeah. So anyway, things that she's going to start thinking about what she's going to do. But, you know, we want her to just rest up and do all the things that she wants to do and that she misses in Taiwan. Right. For
0: now, she doesn't have to be quarantined anymore. That's what counts. Right. Right. For now. (laughs) For now.
4: Yeah. Don't remind her because when she goes back to Shanghai, she's going to dread that all over again. Anyway. All right. Well, I say it's enough uh, talk about my daughter. Uh. And uh, let's get to your letters. We always love to hear from you, just what programs you listen to and what you think about them. So our address is PO Box 123 nine Taipei, Taiwan.
0: Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And you can always reach us on Facebook and YouTube as well.
4: All right. Now, the first letter I have in my hand is coming to us from Roger Tidy of England. And let's see here. He listened in on January 30th. And under comments... He said the most interesting program in this day's broadcast was Curious John. Well, John, that's your show. John's theme this time was an exhibition about isolation at the National Museum of Taiwan. I was not familiar with all of the places mentioned in John's report, but I do know about the island of Matsu, which nestles close to the shore of communist China and which seems to be both physically and metaphorically isolated from mainland China. Oh, sorry, mainland Taiwan. I was born in 1948, and because my parents always listened to the BBC News, I remember as a child in the 1950s hearing repeated references to Matsu, which I believe was often being shelled by the nearby Chinese army. However, the BBC announcers always pronounced the name as... Matsu. Oh, right. So I grew up thinking that was the correct pronunciation. The other program note that I heard in this broadcast was Feast Meets West with Andrew and Ellen, plus your new co-worker, Stash Butler. Um, By the way, um, Stash spelled S-T-A-S. Yes. The subject running through the whole program was the coming of spring. In particular, Andrew explained the importance of various vegetables that when mixed together in a spring plate and topped with raw garlic can give the body a boost and help to shake off the winter lethargy. Okay, a few words now about your other programs. Newsmakers was interesting because it added to my knowledge about Thomas, representative to the U.S., who was discussed earlier in the week in Here in Taiwan. As usual, Ear to the Ground was an engaging five minutes or so of airtime. Andrew's theme this time was the sound of the Taiwanese coastline. Finally, the subject of Taiwan Brain Game, which was the Taiwan Tourist Bureau's bear mascot, was good, but the program was cut off abruptly before it ended. Oh, really? I'm sorry. And as is often the case, there was some distortion on the recording of the program, especially when the participants spoke loudly or laughed. That apart, the quality of your internet audio during today's broadcast was good. Best wishes, Roger Tidy of England.
0: All right, we've got a letter here uh, from Eddie Witanto, who's writing to us from Indonesia, about our broadcast on, let's see here, January 31st on 6185 kilohertz. The reception quality was all three, so average. Uh, It says that the audio was relatively noisy, there was fading, and found a QRM sound code channel of Vatican Radio in Russian. Uh, And it says... Uh, that this was uh, monitored in West Jakarta, Indonesia, using a Xiaomi Redmi 3 Android smartphone. The programs heard were classic shorts featuring a poem of the late Tang Dynasty, news playlist, which was a report about the 2021 Sinju Lantern Festival's cancellation, and also the cancellation of Lunar New Year celebrations at various temples and a local market in Taipei. Uh, how the local tourism industry was hit by the COVID-19 pandemic. Then there were also items about school uniforms for cold weather and Tibetan culture in Ilan County. Uh, and afterwards, uh, there was On the Line, uh, which was about Taiwan-South Africa trade relations. I think South Africa. It says S-A here. Either that or South Asia.
4: Um, yeah, I think
0: oh, I think it's South Africa, right? Okay. Either way, thank you for writing to us. It comes to us once again from Eddie Probo of Indonesia.
4: Okay, and uh, I've got a letter here from Andrew Kuznetsov of Latvia. It says here, Dear friends from RTI English section, I sent to your attention reception report on reception of shortwave transmission. If all details mentioned about me are correct, I ask that you confirm this report by QSR card. No problem there. And let's see here. Program details in the spotlight. Um, that's my show. Um, I interviewed James who yes, founder of JobScan. Um have you heard of Jobscan? No. Actually, it's a, a company that helps you kind of uh, improve your resume. Um, they, they 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 encourage you to use like certain keywords so that you will definitely get that interview you know, <laughs> that you've always wanted. Let's say that you know it's a big company and they get twenty thousand resumes, right? You know, in a month or something like that. But you want to be noticed so that you do get an interview, you know. So it's quite interesting, very interesting um, interview wow. I had with James. Ooh, yes, and then classic shorts with Natalie So, a three-part uh, series of romantic Chinese poetry, and then there's news playlist by Paula Chow uh, about some mostly interesting stories from RTI in the uh, in the previous week. And then information about RTI survey for listeners. Okay, so um, he used the frequency six one eight five kilohertz. Simple was like, all over the place. Two five four three two. Wow. Yeah. All right. Some
0: complex listening I conditions there. I know, really.
4: There. So anyway, but thank you so much for the details. That was Andrew Kuznetsov. Of Latvia. Well, thank you so much for all your letters. We will always love to hear from you. So keep writing us and let us letting us know what programs you listen to, what you think about them, and anything we can improve uh, for you know reception or program details. Anyway, so um, if you are someone of a letter writer with pen and paper. The address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei,
0: Taiwan. If you prefer to reach us through email, you can do so at rti at rti.org.tw And remember, you can always leave us a comment on YouTube and Facebook as well, so please go and do that if you get a chance.
4: You know, it's funny, I study on saying the address now, you know, by <laughs> saying it so often. But anyway, I hope you got that right. PO Box 123-199 Taiwan. Taipei, Taiwan. <laughs> Alright, well, I'm Shirley Lin.
0: I'm John Van Trieste.
4: See you next week. Bye. It's been a while since I played a song But since it's Chinese New Year's, here's one It's Fu Hu Shen Feng Not exactly a song about the year of the ox It's more about the year of the tiger And that's the year I'm born Anyway, so this is sung by uh, a few different artists one of them is Gao Ling Fong, who already passed away, but enjoy.
2: <音楽><音楽>
3: 海内海外 快乐幸福，家家快乐幸福，家家快乐幸福，家家快乐幸福。
1: 伏林们
3: Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In Southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw.